1: Hey guys, how are you? It's me Toe from the Toe Knows Everything podcast and at GTA Sportsplex. It is another TFC roundtable today brought to you by our sponsor Popeyes Woodbridge and our good friend Santiago from TFC on the road. Today I have my special guest, the real Marco G in the house, Nico and Dante, and we're going to be shooting the breeze about TFC, talking about everything you want to know, the players and the inside scoop that nobody else will be able to give you in the big six. So guys, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for TFC. We've seen a lot of ups and downs. They just played Portland. Um, We've seen changes in the goaltending. We've seen changes up front. We've seen Altidore get hurt. Dante, what's your assessment of what's happening in the
2: big house? Oh, I think it's chaotic right now. I mean, we got got a defense that I don't know what's happening. We got uh, forward problems. We got goaltender issues. We got i don't know maybe coaching issues Absolutely. i think it's a bit of everything <laughs> you got it there
1: is a mixed bag of things that are going on and people are starting to ask questions nico we were just talking about altador getting hurt and commenting on the fact that there was some support staff the physiotherapy staff that used to work for TFC last year when Jovinko was around, they actually had an Italian uh, physiotherapist that worked with all the designated players. He was not available for Altador to treat him the day that he got injured, and he called out MLSC executives. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, he has a point. I mean, everyone always talks about Altidore's glass, Altidore's glass, and he is to a certain extent. His hamstring was a big issue, but he hasn't hurt that hamstring since 2016 when the trainer started working with him. Right. Now this year, he's not working with him, and all of a sudden, the hamstring goes out again. Not a good sign. What gives me hope is that the next day, apparently, him and Manning, they smooth things over. Everything's good now. They sent out the picture of Altidore with the trainer. Right. So hopefully, things are smoothed over because right now, we have to keep Altidore happy because if we lose him, we're done.
1: So obviously, that's a little bit of damage. Control. I think MLSE is wise enough to understand that hey, you don't want to air your dirty laundry. Do you think it was right of Altador, a professional player of his caliber and at his level, a designated player, to air out his dirty laundry to the media and to the
0: city? Honestly, guys, uh, I definitely think it's uh, a good move for him. You would have done it if you were Altador. 100%. You're only as good as the team and the staff that you're with. So if no one's supporting you, How can you get things done? How can you get accomplished, which the target is to win games, because championships aren't won 20 games at a time, they don't think of the whole season, championships are won one game at a time guys, one game at a time, and if we're not, listen, if we're not backing our beast player who's smashing goals when he's in top fitness, What's the point of just even use, having them around?
1: I agree with you, but just to use the analogy of a family, when something goes down in the family, do you wear out your dirty laundry to the rest of the schoolhouse, or do you keep it inside and try and work it out? Should have Altador went back into the change room and, and talked it out there in private. Is it right you, you, to air you, that dirty laundry? You
3: keep it behind closed doors. I mean, Altador got hurt on that hamstring that he's hurt so many times. He was frustrated after the game. He right. came off. The media got him right away. In that heat of the moment, he let it go. Absolutely. He knows he probably shouldn't have done it, yeah. but it is what it is. And he got a result from it, so why not do it in the future if you're yeah. going to get results right And He ended right up right. getting
2: what he wanted.
1: does it take yelling and screaming to get what you want with mlfc that's the real question because it seems like they're reactionary they only react to issues once they've happened They're not proactive. So they should have known, obviously, because this trainer worked with them for the last couple of years that Jovinko was here. Worked on Bradley, worked on Altidore, worked on Jovinko. They should have kept that guy around. At the end of the day, I'm going to guarantee you, they didn't pay him more than 150 grand a year. I'd venture to say they paid him 50 grand a year. Why not keep a guy like that on to make sure that your key players are healthy?
3: Well, it's two big issues I see from this whole scenario. One, Altidore's still upset with management over how they handled Giovinco Because they were buds. You know what I mean? And he's obviously still discontent with that absolutely. that he's easily just now aggravated over everything you see him with Pozuelo; they look happy together but you know he misses Giovinco yeah, best of course. Sec- I- second is that why isn't this trainer working with the whole team why, why is it only the designated players that get this This um, yeah. physiotherapist working yeah. on their muscles? Why isn't the whole team getting access it the to It tells you about
1: the mentality of management and the lack of insight from the coaching staff. You would think with the experience, at the end of the day, Vanny's an experienced coach now. Guy's won an MLS Cup. He's played in the MLS. He's gone through the ranks, U.S. soccer. How can he not be advocating to have a member of staff who keeps your team healthy on staff year-round? It amazes
2: me. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. Right? Makes no sense.
1: (laughs) Marco, what would you have done differently in that game?
0: (laughs) In that game, with the result of the injury, what I would have done? Who's to say that he didn't bring it up behind closed doors and got no, you know, nothing was solved? You know, because there's so many times that you could say it to someone nice, 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 but nice doesn't cut it sometimes. Right. So some, you gotta be a, you know, gotta action. You gotta be hurt. You gotta be a little bit of a of a prick to and, get your point across. And he got what he wanted. He did, and, I, and it was definitely an effective method. So hats off to Altidore. Absolutely. What do you guys think about the
1: goaltending situation? Sure. We're starting to bounce back yeah. and forth from Bono to our other goalkeeper.
2: What do you guys think? I think I think Vanny's got to come out and say this is the starting goalie. Like, I, Who's I personally starting don't goalie. like it.
1: Is Bono the starting goalie for you? Because I I was there at the game for Minnesota, and i got to tell you, he looks super shaky to me. His distribution of the ball is very poor, um, lacks confidence, doesn't get to the ball first. I don't know what it is with Bono. But it's he is game. definitely lacking the confidence to come out and win that ball.
3: Yeah Dante, as you were saying, it was the, fir- it was it was the, the first, first goal right? where Kitaro right. came down and Bono came out to play a ball that he had That's no right. playing and he went right by him and put it in. Correct. Bono's not the starting goalie. Neither though is, is Westbury from <laughs> right. what yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't I have agree. a starting goalie right now. We have I two agree. guys that should yeah. be on the bench
0: on any other team. I, I think I we should bring in uh, a young cat that wants to make a name for himself. That, uh, you know, these, okay, Bono, this and that, blah, blah, blah. All the, all the goals I see him live in, Larine, their cheese goals. And then he pulls a miracle out of nowhere a one foot on like in uh, 2006. So I don't get it. There, there's, like, there's
3: a, there was a saying that I read that um, uh, I believe it was Joshua Cloak, who, uh, from, who writes for The Athletic, brought up, he says, when goalies make those acrobatic saves, it means they were in the wrong position to start with. Right. Yes. If you have to go true. out and make that stretch save, you weren't positioned well to begin with, and that's auto to it's a D. True. He makes those circus saves because he's never in the right position. He pinches too much.
1: Yeah. Agreed. He,
3: Agreed. Gets, he
0: thinks he's, he he's, he's faster than the striker, that that guy's just running like a horse all day. Yeah. He
1: lacks the perception of the field and he lacks the clarity to see where he really needs to be in okay. certain set plays. Even in, in, in a play where you've got two or three attacking guys, he's completely out of position i got to disagree with you about one thing. I don't think you need a young cat. I think you need an experienced goaltender yeah. who knows the game because that's your quarterback. Yeah. At the end of the day, every great team that's ever won a championship, a World Cup, a Division I, NCAA Division Cup, has had a goalie that has been your general and you need an experienced goalie if you want to go all the way. So are we calling PSG
0: and calling Buffon? Listen, everyone? hey, I, I'm, gonna call Buffon I, I said it
1: a couple of weeks ago. Why Honestly, not? he's definitely got the money, but I don't know about the cap with the money that they've spent. At the end of the day, you bring a guy like Buffon, I'll tell you something. Just in jersey sales alone, you will pay for him. Look at the Ronaldo effect. Ronaldo was yeah. paid for by jersey sales the, in the first the, month. The first, the first day. month, first month, <laughs> first yeah, thing. Okay, so as an investment, yeah, it true. makes total sense. But I think you need an experienced goalie in all Yeah,
3: it's tough. It's tough when you have the situation that they're in because Bono did look so promising at the beginning. He did. He was he called did. up to he the did. United States on a junior team to train did. with them. He looked so promising, which makes me wonder: is it mental? Right has, right has something just switched in him like we always it's talk about in the it. NHL yeah. with goalies and how, how much of it's mental compared to look physical what it Womble. could be the same thing it be. could be the same it's thing with be, goalies in soccer as well yeah. it's tough to see because yeah. he had so much promise
0: yeah Agreed. like Carey Price look at him what happened yeah, you know he was doing great with the Canadians and now uh, see, every
1: great player and I always reference back to my generation Diego Maradona had a psychologist that worked with him now Mike, yeah. he had a lot of vices he had a lot of problems he yeah, needed but, that
3: psychology 100%
1: but I'll tell you something goals. He was an amazing player and one of the reasons why is because he worked with a sport psychologist who told him, you are the best, you cannot miss. You are the best forward of all time and he was convinced in his own mind and convinced by others who surrounded him that he could do no wrong on the field. That's true. So that is what you need in sports today and I don't see it happening. Like there's no motivator on TFC. Who's the team motivator on TFC? Who's out there pumping these guys up because Bradley has taken a back seat. He He used to be the guy, I don't know what's happened to Bradley. I used to love him. He was the real general on the pitch. He is no longer that general. And you know what? The psyche of the team has changed. And you know what I contributed to? Jovinko in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to tell you yeah. because I, it was like a switch being turned off. As soon as he was gone, that team was deflated. The motivation is no longer there. Not to say that Jovinko was a motivator because he definitely wasn't. But his actions through his play was motivating. Yeah. And I think people yeah. responded to that. And so did the stands. The stands were full. Everybody was cheering them on. You got a hometown crowd of 30,000 people. Last game uh, against Minnesota I think there were 20,000 people in the stands. A little shy of 20,000 people. So people even though with Ponzuelo there who's been doing I got to say very well adapting Fantastic. to the MLS game. Smashing phenomenal goals. player. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get the same response 100%. as Giovinco. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: No,
3: doesn't but I but he is a better player than Giovinco would have been this year having, I'd much rather Pozuelo on a team from a soccer standpoint, not a selling jersey standpoint, right. not a filling a stadium standpoint, but right. from a soccer right. standpoint, yeah. would yeah. much rather Pozuelo this year yeah, than we'll a see. Giovinco. What's yeah, his making? goals it,
1: have all been spectacular, yeah, and, he's, and he sets his he sets, assists.
3: Sets, four goals, five assists in like six yeah. games or five games, whatever it is. It's yeah, crazy. It's everything everything crazy, everything everything runs runs early. Early. Absolutely.
1: So, Nico, everything. we talked about it the last time. We said, what happens if Altador gets injured? Who does Pozuelo feed? Because obviously that connection was starting to build, the Altador Pozuelo yeah, connection. Who does he work with now? Who does he feed? Because we've saw um, some substitutions have come in, and I, I think you know some of these guys are, are, are capable. And I think we talked about it before. Guys like a Terrence Boyd maybe deserve another shot. What do you think?
3: Vanny needs to wake up and realize there's no shame in admitting you were wrong and switching your formations. Yeah. If Altidore's out, is good enough to play that sole striker role while Pozzuolo drifts back a little bit right. and distributes. When he's not there, you can't, I love Hamilton, I love Akinola, Boyd seems like a great guy. None of those guys can play the center by themselves take off Delgado, who ain't doing nobody any favors by being on the midfield anyways, Agreed. throw on a second striker, have Hamilton and Boyd start, or Akinola and Boyd, that way you have the veteran leadership of someone like Boyd with one Agreed. of the young kids, yeah. and then sub in Akinola or Hamilton, the other one, at the half if you need someone fresh. Two strikers should always be on there. Look at the game, I believe it was against New England, when Altidore just came back from his injury. He started on the bench, they started with two strikers. What happened? Akinola scored, Hamilton That's scored, right. they subbed in Altidore for Hamilton, Altidore scored in that two striker system, and then they completely abandoned it when Pozuelo came in because they're saying Pozuelo plays the striker role with Altor he doesn't he's a midfielder period he's a central attacking mid he's a -A C.A.M. by any other name (laughs) and the fact that TFC isn't realizing that is a joke And Vanny needs to switch that formation.
1: Agreed. I agree with you 100%, especially about Delgado. I don't know how many chances you can give this guy, and no disrespect (laughs) to him. But at a certain point, you're a professional player. You're getting paid. You're not producing. It's time for him to see the bench. He cannot be starting every single game. And I got to tell you another player that I'm very disappointed in because this guy had huge potential. And I don't know what's happened to him. Osorio. I mean, he scored that goal that basically bumped off his leg. The last right game place, you know right you know, yeah. he's a talented guy but this year he is not the same Osorio that we saw last year or the year previous would you guys agree
2: yeah I totally agree I mean I, I think Osorio he's got to adapt now because I think Bozuello's just taken over and Osorio's like I'm just gonna take a back seat over here but right I, I feel like uh, when more when Jovinko was playing with him Osorio built somewhat of a confidence during that Champions yeah, League run. Right. Yep. Even even Delgado, even the ad for that, like that was his last, I guess, major stint. But uh, yeah, he's just got to adapt more to Pozuelo. I don't know if it's a playing, you know, playing together thing, chemistry, you know, building, but um, we'll, we'll see in the next few games. I'll get a better idea. Of and time, time. Yeah. You, need,
1: you need some time. You got to give them a little bit of
0: time. But really, at the end of the day, you don't want to go on a downward spiral where exactly. there's no coming back. Exactly, anymore. yeah. Sure, you guys ever watched the show Band of Brothers? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> About uh, the World War II guys, they yep. had a the platoon. Exactly. Now, they started together, they didn't know each other. It took time to get their trust. Right. Then, when they had their team, they didn't want to be friends with the new, the young guys that came in because they knew, hey, these guys were going to end up dying. You know, and... Uh, so you didn't want to form a bond you want to because you bond. weren't sure they were gonna so be there. So you take out Jovinko, your sergeant major, you know, the guy yeah. you look up to, you know? All your other guys, oh my... Crumble, yeah. Crumble. Yeah. You pull out a, a key guy, well, well, and not only that, They were good on the field, but they had a friendship outside of the field.
2: They
0: hung out together. It's funny
3: funny you mention something like that because there's actually a fantastic write-up right now on Osorio and the guy followed him. And he said when he came in, none of the veteran guys helped him at all. He had to go by himself, work by himself, and get to where he is. And now he's trying to do the opposite for guys like Liam Frazier. He told Frazier, he said, meet me at 7 a.m., we'll train, we'll do everything. He's trying to give that role. And that's why I'm gonna go ahead here and disagree with you guys a little on the whole Osorio scenario. Yes, he hasn't done as much as he done last year. However, he's still doing stuff behind the scenes in seven games he has two goals and four assists. Yeah, the sure. four assists is a big number for seven yeah, games. Yeah, he's true. he isn't he isn't as on the ball as he was last year, you know? He's taken more of a supporting role. He plays where he needs to play. I mean, I am a big, big fan of Osorio. I mean, he's yeah. half, he's Colombian, I'm half Colombian. Like, yeah. I love the guy. I love the guy, he's a fantastic yeah, player. Yeah, listen,
1: I think he had huge potential. But, I actually think he shouldn't have re-signed with TFC. Personally, that guy should have been playing in Europe. Well, so
3: so in this right-up too, right? the story, the story was a Mexican team that he left nameless, came and actually had a dinner with him and offered him a contract. And he wow. said his dream is to play in Europe, Right. And if he does, he wants to be sold from TFC. So we, TFC matched the offer. He stayed with us, but you gotta think his mind's still getting to 100%. Europe. So he's you're right, he does need to perform more. He does. If he wants to get he's to Europe He's got huge
1: potential. Listen, he, you he know, can't lie under the radar. Right. He exactly. has to go out. You at can't him. be the second guy on yeah. the pitch. You gotta be the first guy. And it doesn't matter if is a designated player and if he's making the big bucks, Osorio's gotta act like he's the designated exactly. player. Like that's the really the only way to get to Europe. You can't yep. be in a secondary role. Yeah, no way. Great. Um, let's talk a little bit about the defense deep. We got issues guys, you know, like you've seen it with Mavinga understatement. Uh, you know, Missy Moore, yeah. um, defense is just crumbled. What, what are your thoughts on defensively? Like what should they be doing Moore,
2: please come back?
1: So listen, I'm going <laughs> to tell you something about more great guy. Another guy who was a general, listen, age creeps up on yeah. you and so yeah. do injuries. And I yeah. think he's at that point. What do we need to do to make sure that we have a strong defense?
3: T A M defender? Uh, I mean, because at this point you have you have Mavinga, who is a fantastic yeah. defender, but he makes some swappy mistakes. Yeah. But you see sometimes where he's hauling down, throws yeah, out the funny. sliding foot yeah, and gets the ball out of there, and makes a gorgeous yeah, defensive play you see on highlights all yeah. all week long, but he yeah. makes some very poor Poor mistakes on where he should be and where the ball is that allow goals yeah. sometimes. I think Mavinga's fantastic, but he needs to have a field general on there I telling agree. him where to go. Moore, I need him back, but you're right, he's getting older. These injuries are getting more frequent. You can see it. Simon, we thought could have been that guy, but hasn't been That's so been far. Zavaleta is only on the team because he's Vanny's nephew.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, no, that was true. beautiful.
3: Uh, and, then, and then you know
0: what? Our our wings, it's our reputus. wings. I smell rolls, it's
3: true. But, but It's, it's true. It's true, Zavaleta, listen, he he had his moments in our cup run. He played well in that formation, but he's not... He's not a starter in the MLS, in my I agree. opinion. I agree. Drew Moore made him look good. Drew Moore Absolutely. made him look great. <laughs> yeah. And it's just he's not a starter. Our wing backs, I still have complete faith in our wing backs with Moro and Auro. Uh, yeah. I have yeah. complete faith in them, but yeah. they're too offensive minded. They're not coming back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they only yeah. work when you play three center backs. Yeah. Lately, Vanny's been playing the two center backs, and with those guys going up,
0: now we're trapped. Yeah, you have two guys in the back. You have You're two guys in the You're playing high like Van. Zambrota back in the day. You got those two guys get
3: picked, and you need Bradley now chipping back to help out on the defensive end as well, oh, yeah. and that's not what you want.
1: Absolutely. But And that's what we're lacking in the midfield because Bradley is playing such a defensive role we no longer have that, that strength in the middle that we used to have when Bradley was an attacking
2: midfield. And, and we're too. getting caught, guys, like down, down the wings because they're very offensive-minded. Right. We're getting burned. Like We, we see a time and time. Yeah, we, all, like, we don't
0: have the speed the on, on our- The Seattle
2: game, Minnesota, like so I could go on and on. We,
0: we shouldn't be going high on the wings then. The way they have to do the defense is an old-school style. Know that you don't have the fastest guys in the, on the wings, but when you keep your guys in the line- a 4-4-2, four, four, or you know, and a 4-4. Four, four, when I say 4-4-2, the way I describe it, it should be 4-4 four, four, and two, but vertical, not horizontal. So one is like a like a CAM, yeah, it's so like, it's like a 4-4-1. One, yeah. one, you like, have like a have... center forward yeah. and then the striker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. gotta they gotta play triangles. Okay. Yeah. Now when you have your defense in a straight line, guess what? It's a straight line. You stay together. You can play the offside trap. When you have two guys leaving you, and you're just caught in the middle, and you're in the box. Yeah. What's gonna happen? You're gonna yeah. get overlapped. one guy pitches and they have the guy at the top of the point you're right. ready for that yeah. pass
3: back. You're right, and yeah. I wanna I want give Moro and Auro all the credit in the world because they run more on that pitch oh, than anyone yeah. realizes they yeah. run because yeah. they're going forward and they're going back. But if you're doing that the whole game, yeah, you're, gonna you're, you're gonna get you're slower. You're gonna get slower. No matter how good of an athlete you are, you're gonna get slower.
0: By the 75th minute, they're done. Exactly. Yeah.
3: And, and Moro and Auro, I think, especially Moro especially, gets a lot of heat from fans because they say you know what he's not always coming back he is always coming back it's always running full speed back because he goes so far yeah, up to attack he it. is coming back and yeah. it's just when you do that all game it's tiring <laughs> like, it's the poor guy that's why I, if they're not going to switch to two forwards then they need to go back to five defense and play the three and three center backs and then Which the two wingers and idea. let them go Which yeah, it worked for us idea. to win the cup that year exactly. that's how we played it exactly. we had Moore Zavaleta, Mavinga and then Moro and Bet- Betashore on the wings yeah.
2: and that's how we won 3-5-2 is yeah Guys, I, I want to talk about it. a TFC
1: player that's on loan in the CPL, Ryan Telfler. Uh He scored the first goal, the, the historic first goal for the yeah. CPL, the Canadian Premier yeah. League He'll go down in on Saturday. On loan from TFC, they played the Forge out in Hamilton. What do you think about him?
3: I mean you know what, even last year you saw him with TFC when he got his opportunities in the Canadian Championship, he looked like he had promise. Absolutely. So you know it was nice seeing him, him to be the first ever goal scorer in CPL history. He's going to go down in history, that's his goal, it was a nice goal, nice play build up by York. Unfortunately, Hamilton came back and tied it, you know York guys over here, let's go York 9. But Hamilton came back and tied Mm -hmm. it, but it was good to see Telfer get the goal. What
1: do you guys think about the quality of play, we're just going to talk about it because our fans are obviously Toronto fans, Toronto FC fans. A lot of people probably had some interest, maybe watched the game, although it was on the same day as the TFC game, which was sort of ridiculous in terms of scheduling, but understand. it was a couple hours before. What do you think of the quality of play?
0: Okay, I, I honestly watched the game. Uh, I saw the first goal, fantastic. You know, uh, Tufler just uh, completely burned Forge's defense. Um, but what I saw was two professional teams, try and make it happen on the first game the way i saw it uh, york nine had more calculated uh, nice looking european style type soccer plays and didn't pinch so much on the ball to make it a not 1v1 they kept it 1v1 on their side
3: look, look at who's their coach right jimmy brennan exactly that's the defender yeah. mindset exactly. right you
0: play that way you don't pitch you keep, don't, don't right. punch don't punch and forge, forge was going after everything trying to get the ball three four guys at a time and then uh chris nanko was kept putting the ball into the box but to nobody looking for it looking for it there was no one there and i think the game pace is a lot slower okay
1: uh, that's what i want to ask you in terms of quality of play where would you rank the cpl level in comparison to mls and i know it was only the first game you got to give them some time yeah of course where would you say that it ranks is this a, a C division a d division Where does it rank for you?
0: Okay, compared to MLS, since MLS, you know, definitely has picked up pace, and it looks looks a hell of a lot more like European soccer. Uh, It's beautiful, but I would say it's, you know, maybe a a div two, a div two, div three, okay? Like, listen, I played with a lot of those guys Mm -hmm. on York 9, I played with a lot of guys in the CPL. Believe me.
1: And I'm sure you smash
0: 90% of them. 90% of uh-huh. I honestly have. style. It. If you ask Emilio Estevez on York 9 about Marco Georgia. he'll tell every player, watch out for that guy. That guy <laughs> I don't plays, need to ask him. I believe you. That guy plays with square balls. He's going to tell him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: But, but, uh, so, well, so yes. is it a, a farm system essentially for the MLS? Yes,
3: yes, yes. it has to be. That, has that's to what be. they have to aim for. They yeah. have to aim to be an option aside from USL. Yes. if they can set right. themselves well, up as a team that, that as teams that can compete in the USL, if they were in there, that's what they need to do. They can't right. focus about MLS. There's
0: actually some okay. some news I got about that. Uh, apparently, they're going to be forcing all the Canadian teams that are within the USL and USL teams to have to play in Canada. Ottawa sure. was the first
3: one of that, Ottawa Fury. They knew this year, right. there was they huge. said next
0: year you have to go yeah. to, uh, to CPL. 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 Right. Now, we have Thunder Bay Chill, we got Calgary Foothills, we got a bunch of teams that are top-notch teams. We don't have a USL team from Toronto, guys. Well, well, Toronto
3: SE2 plays th- USL. Anyway. Oh, Toronto yeah. SC2. Or they, or, or they, or they SC2.
0: did. They did two years ago. I don't know if they did last year. I don't know where they are but they, right now. They were in
3: USL. Yeah. So, I don't know where they are right on now. the topic no, of this correct. right now,
1: I've been Hamilton doing some yeah. research in terms of this because I'm following exactly what you're following. And I looked into the Ottawa Fury franchise, yes. which happens to be on the market for $3 million for the Ottawa Fury franchise. <laughs> really? Okay, so a lot of a lot of things are going through my mind. Okay? So we're going to talk
0: after okay, this. Guaranteed. I think
1: there's a lot of potential in Ottawa. I, I think, think in so certain too. markets the CPL will do well, depending on whether or not they have other product. In Toronto, It's going to be a a very hard uphill battle because you've got the MLS here, because you've got the NBA, the Leafs, the Toronto Rock, the Argos. It never ends. Now we've got rugby. Like We've got every major sports franchise that you can think of. So it is going to be tough. Although, I have to say, in certain markets, I think the CPL could work. Would you agree? Yeah,
0: Yeah. totally.
2: I mean, I think in terms of the smaller markets, uh, because they don't have much of like... In terms of teams, like other than like, for example, Ottawa is just like the Senators and then obviously CFL. But in terms of those smaller markets, that's where you can hit uh, the youth, especially right. yeah. more. Yeah, right. Like that's where the the grassroots. It's Halifax's only pro team. That's yeah, it. <laughs> so in Halifax, that it makes game. total
1: sense. you are gonna get the families game. out. It's an affordable yeah. day out with your families. Exactly. It makes e- total e- sense. Even the team out in Vancouver. It's on the
3: Pacific. island. It's not Pacific. in Vancouver. Pacific. Right. They're, Pacific. they Pacific yeah. on the island. Held
0: an entertaining game. God yeah. bless them all. Marcus Haber buddy of mine who he actually wants to come on and say what's up i wanted to tell you we're gonna get mine. him on here we're, we're gonna, gonna get him, get him, on him here. here no he,
3: he's the, the pacific fc the, all the fans from there that i've seen on twitter they're all saying listen we have no ties to the white caps
0: because it's yeah. a three hour drive for us <laughs> yeah, to get right. there no. so they have a team yeah. now so yeah, it's absolutely. good they were absolutely. a packed house it was entertaining you i i saw it just from instagram clips pacific mm-hmm. fc Held a great game. They won one nothing against Halifax. How nice is that purple too? They have yeah.
1: beautiful <laughs> royal royal purple. Yeah. If the league is smart, eventually, right now they only have seven teams. But if the league is smart and to keep it a cost effective, yeah, they can't league. raise the price too much. And on not only the raising the in. price, I think you need to have two divisions: a Western division and an Eastern division, yes. because like traveling that. costs. Traveling be um, and I think people want to see more of a local type rivalry, yeah. right? Yeah. People yeah. want to see yeah. Ottawa play York Nine. People want to see that. Right, so I think it would be wise if they could eventually do that. Well, uh, I heard, and then there's
0: a chance of sustainability. I heard through the grapevine, uh if it goes well, there might be a team called Kingston Knights coming out. I've heard
3: heard, Kingston, I've heard Mama next. Either 2020, they're saying more likely 2021, but they're aiming for 2020. Is a a team out of Quebec? They're saying it can be Quebec City, it can be Laval. Yeah, having nice. a team, that's yep. what they've been talking about nice. bringing one in. So they are looking to expand in the coming years. Yeah. I think the first five years of this of this league, it's going to be tough. It's, it's tough, shaky. And if if they could get past it, they're good. But it's going to be a tough five years. They
1: have to do it for the next five years. They will sustain because soccer Canada needs them for the World Cup exactly. 2026. Exactly. So whether they make money, lose money, break even, doesn't yeah, make a difference. The league will sustain
3: for the next five years. Can, for sure. Can I tell you one of my biggest issues with Toronto media? Yeah. You look at Sportsnet on their page. They had everything. They had CPL yeah. this, CPL that, CPL that. You went to TF, TSN, zilch. Yeah, and they yeah. were in talks of getting the rights for the, um, uh, some of the games. I don't That's know if right. they did, but they had nothing for cpl going right. on in the opening yeah, weekend which right, is a joke point. yeah it's a, it's a joke they had stuff about stuff no one cares about yeah. but nothing on yeah. the cpl in the curling. opening weekend curling, it was, it's, it's curling yeah it was, it's, it's brutal you gotta support, you guys support
0: it. every day at
3: work T- tsn calls themselves too like the host for soccer here you know they got all the tfc stuff here yeah. they got all the guys they got caldwell they got wow they got That's all
1: and none of these guys
3: were talking CPL. i got
1: two beefs with the cpl actually not with the players because i think at the end of the day they put on a decent show for a first game like you know in in out west they put on a great show and i even think hamilton york nine put on some pretty good soccer for the first game out it was very windy it looked like a beautiful day on tv which it was but Um, it was extremely windy in hamilton and i think it was a tough game to play with all of that wind yeah but i'm gonna tell you the product was decent for the first game the only beef that i have with the cbc especially in the commentary is again what do we have on cbc we have Soccer followed by track and field and then we have commentators who really at the end of the day are not the commentators. Yeah. that should be commentating. There's, no passion. There's yeah. zero passion. It's it is passion. dead. The commentary was horrible. I'm sorry. D- and it was almost it worse was than Jimmy Brennan's green scarf. He looked like a leprechaun. <laughs> Jimmy Brennan, don't wear that green scarf. I gotta tell you. You're gonna wear a suit. You got a nice three-piece suit. That's it, The buddy. green scarf, I know green is your color for the team and the logo.
0: Don't wear the damn no, scarf. You look like non-cherry. a leprechaun. Yeah, 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 you don't wear all. something completely crazy. <laughs> no, going on the commentary. No the- passion in the commentary. Not- none no, whatsoever. The first goal, you're Nine's first goal. They called they the gave, wrong player. They gave it to wrong Cyrus Rolick's. <laughs> Come my, to my <laughs> buddy Cyrus Rolick. Yeah. And it wasn't him. I'm it sure was Mike. Mike. He's a great player. Listen, we're you gonna know, have you on too, brother. Don't what, worry. What
3: yeah. they need is they need someone to deliver with energy. Look at B in sports. Who do they have doing their commentary for almost every game? They have Ray Hudson. Ray Hudson. Yeah. I can watch anything if he's commentating it yeah. because he brings so much life to Absolute, the game you put absolutely. someone like that in a cpl role it makes the game so much more interesting yeah. you can a person who could call the game correctly and Absolute. with enthusiasm yeah. makes it so much easier to watch and they need someone like that i know gareth wheeler did one game i can't remember which game he did over the past week, or if he's going to do and he's not bad but if that's your standard for commentators yeah. you need to be reaching higher guys
0: I just, agree, call, just call tony Tony give me a shot
3: i'll, I'll show you a, guys
1: how to do cpl this is we'll the, the crew right here we'll bring on the crew C- P.S.L. if you want, done. you can call us. We're not cheap, but we'll do it. We'll do it. 100%. At the end of the day, I think the CPL will be around for the next couple of years. They have to be. I hope so. Yeah, Whether it succeeds six. or not, CPL it's going to succeed until 2026. Yep. I hope a lot of these young players get a shot. At yeah. playing for the Canadian national team because really that's the dream and we wish them the best of luck with that. One last thing before we wrap it up, guys, I just want to talk about Champions League. We had Ajax, they won 1-0. The only positive thing that I can say about that is that they took Juve out, and now at least they're proving that they're a real contender. Who's gonna win the Champions
0: League? I'm calling Ajax because I want to say that Juve lost for the champion. Okay. They, they had are, the, the want. They had the they, want yeah, absolutely. young guys that they're foaming at the win. I like to that win.
1: kind of team. They play with heart. I agree. Nico, uh, I would
3: love to see Ajax win as well. They're a young team. They're making a great story. If they can't pe- pa- um, pass Tottenham, I hope Tottenham wins because I do not want to see Liverpool win. <laughs> I do not even more want to see Messi win because oh, I'm, I'm a, sure. Rena- I'm a yeah. Ronaldo boy. I don't want yeah, Messi to me get too. another Champions League yeah, title. Yeah. So I don't like Barcelona. To me, if I had to unbiased pick my winner, Barcelona wins. Okay. They look too strong. Yep. Yeah. but I don't want to see Messi
1: win. You never know, though. Ajax you never is, know. Is, is Ajax gonna, is play looking good. Dante, don't... what's your prediction?
2: You know what? I, I do have... I agree with Nico here. Barcelona. Um, it's just... The form they're in right now, it's, it's Too good. Incredible. It's unbreakable. Like, and it's just... It, it's, it brings me back to those days with the Javi Nesta, the Tiki Taka. Like, absolutely. It, it's just... And even, I guess I could say a Ray Hudson line here. It's magisterial. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. So
1: so guys, thank you for joining us. This was another episode of the TFC Roundtable. I am super excited as a soccer fan. We've got so much exciting stuff happening. This summer, we've got International uh, Cup coming to North America, some big teams. We're going to talk about that on future episodes. we got Champions League to talk about, TFC, CPL. If you are a soccer fan, do not miss it. Thanks to Popeye's Woodbridge Supplements for sponsoring. And support this guy, TFC on the road. There's a road trip July 13th to Montreal. All the TFC fans gotta be on that bus. We're gonna go down and cause a ruckus. We're, we're, all, going. we're all going. We're all going see you next time.
0: <laughs> Cheers. It's all about the game. And how you play it. all about control. And if you can take it, it's all about your shit. And if you can pay it, it's all about paying. And who's gonna make it?